Let's hit record and then we'll stop in between. We'll have at it. Three, two, one. Listen to Avon's lip smack over there. Welcome into the Touchdown City podcast presented by Salengo Law and presented and produced in partnership with HD Media and the Charleston Gazette Mail. I'm Anthony Lewis at the Riverbank Studio in Nitro, West Virginia on the beautiful Kanawha River on this sunny day after a Mountaineer victory with Derek Bailey, Avon Coburn, and intern Justin brought us donuts today. Delicious. Thanks, buddy. If you couldn't hear Avon's lips smacking <laughs> as we came in, uh, Justin's been here with us for most of the season, helping us tear down and uh, and set up. And basically, um, he, he's a Cowboys fan, so we don't really hold that against him, but he's done a great job this year. We appreciate it. Yes, we do. Redskins and the Lions fan. <laughs> I hate the Cowboys. But the Mountaineers yesterday victorious Let's in go. Lawrence, Kansas. And 20 of a whopping 23,000 fans. They were a ruckus crowd. It was a ruckus crowd. It was a night crowd. Yeah. A, I mean, you'll, yeah. Get, you'll get a couple more a night regardless of who you're playing. You could have played Zimbabwe prep and got at least 10,000. They're pretty good. <laughs> Are they? Yeah, they beat um, LIU this year. <laughs> <laughs> but West Virginia victorious brings the record to 6-6. Six and six. And um, I have to say, man, I really thought we were getting set up. Mm. I thought West Virginia was setting us up in traditional West Virginia fashion for, I, the, for the loss yesterday. I expected it to be close. I didn't know how close it would be. I think, we both, I think Avon and I both said 31 to 28 last week, and that's almost dead on the money. Uh, the thing I just I, – it frustrates me because I don't think West Virginia had to throw a pass last night to win that football game, and he kept trying to throw it anyway. Oh, that – Well, um, I believe – they had 200-yard rushers. Yeah, I believe West uh, Kansas started two redshirt freshmen and two true freshmen in the it, defensive backfield. Well, I mean, that's fine if you want to throw, but, I mean, you know, after he threw the pick six, I wouldn't have put it in the air again. No. Yeah, that was that was so, like – I mean, the way he threw it, it was it was like, man, this dude He's, is – come on. It was just so nonchalant out there. Like, he, I don't think he was even looking. He stared the guy down completely. The whole time he focused in on that receiver, everybody in the stadium knew it was going to that guy. And you said that, and, I, and I'm like and – and right after he threw it, I'm like – because I, I saw the same thing. I'm like, well, coaching this guy up – I mean, obviously he knows he can't throw screens high, for one, if he, if he does – if he's if not If he right. didn't learn that after Virginia Tech. And, and, and now, like, you can't just look – like, that's just coaching. Like, you cannot stare down this guy, and your linebacker's going to run right where you're looking at. I was thinking about this this morning, Avon, you know, because I was thinking about the coaching. I feel like, you know, if you look at Michigan, Michigan, Harbaugh went in and got rid of a lot of assistants. They had six new coaches on that staff this year. He got really young. He brought in a bunch of younger guys that could relate, you know. And, but, and you've been a coach. How many times have you sat and told a guy, do not do X, Y, and Z, and, and his ass it. goes out on the field and does <laughs> X, Y, and Z? <laughs> It, they are ba- – this is like talking to my children. Like, it was – it's that bad. Like, look, and, and, and you, you, you prep it the whole week. Like, look, when you see this front, this is going to happen. When you see this, this is going to happen. And then they see it, and they don't do what you – you know what I mean? I'm like – and, and it's, it's almost like a kid that touches a hot stove. And he may have went away from the run because Brown fumbled again. I mean, he well, he didn't fumble though. That was that wasn't a fumble. That was the quarterback. Well, they, there was an exchange. Okay, an exchange issue. Whatever you want to call right. it, it's a fumble. They fumbled the ball trying to run. It's a fumble. Anyway, it's, it's a, fumble. a fumble. It wasn't. A, it, he didn't fumble though. Like, he still, didn't get hit and fumbled. It's still an exchange issue. I mean, you know, it's just the turnovers are just they got to stop. Well, I mean, we're done, and they didn't stop. That's true. Well, we got a bowl game. We're getting a bowl game. And they'll turn the ball over once or twice. In the and they'll drop tomorrow. a touchdown, as Winston Wright did last night. They'll drop a touchdown. Uh, <laughs> did, he, did he drop a touchdown? Yes. You know, here's when the, did he drop a touchdown? I think he caught one, though, on the next play, I we think. We scored. In, no, that dude, he, he made a good play on that ball. We, we scored yeah. in three consecutive plays, and they were either called back yeah. or were they incomplete, and he dropped a ball. Yeah. I mean, but here's my thing. The, the problems that played West Virginia in game one, plagued them in game 12, and cost them it's a decently successful season. I think if West Virginia comes out this year and wins eight, 
eight games, which they could have easily won. I'm looking at Texas Tech and Maryland. Right. I think the fans are not so up in arms, and they're not so um, get rid of Daggy, and they're not so turning against Neil Brown at this point. Um, the, the continuous mistakes throughout the season cost them. So, for me, and like I said a few weeks ago, um, I start looking at the assistants. You know, I'm sorry, Avon, if I make $3 million a year and I bring you to Morgantown to coach my running backs and they're fumbling and running up the 100%. wrong hole. Bro, I got to make my $3 million next year, man. I'll get, right. you, I'll get you a job at Marshall. A hundred percent. I'm with, <laughs> you. I'm with you when you're right. Like, <laughs> it's funny because when, when I was in Canada, the coach was like, I don't care. They're going to cut – you're going to have a job. I'm not going to have a job after this. I mean, because they'll cut the head coach and they keep the whole staff. But, you know, if they cut him, we all gone. Right. So, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like, when, when – Somebody, somebody's got to go. But, and they said that – hold on, Derek. They said this guy – I ain't done yet, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> they said this guy was – everybody likes him, which is crazy. Like, everybody likes him on the staff, the running back coach. And it was like, man, he's one of the coolest dudes on there. Yeah, uh, the, the players like him. But, yeah, but I, I just use the running backs for an example. No, no, I'm with you, though. I'm, with I'm you. talking about even, like, the offensive line. Right. Like, we've got issues. Um, so, Justin and I were – you know, we were, we were talking, prepping a little bit. Actually, goofing off talking about donuts, but we were talking before the game, before we started recording. And when you look at, you know, it's easy for people to come in and they like, like all season, everybody's been throwing Jared Daigie under the bus, and even myself um, have not been happy with his performances. He's been average. He's been a C quarterback all year, right? And we knew that coming in, so it's not really any surprise. It's like you don't expect to dunk the ball, and you. Don't dunk the ball and you're upset with somebody. <laughs> right. You can't dunk, right? Yeah, so, so but the it. thing is, like, you look at his stats and he's second in the conference in passing. He's second in total offense. But then you look on the other side in total offense and we're third from the bottom. So that means we have other problems other than the quarterback being average. If, if we could run the ball effectively, mm-hmm. he would not be an average quarterback. I mean, if we had a lot better, if we, if he was at Ohio State, he'd be he'd probably be a first round draft pick. Let's yeah. be honest, if he was at Ohio State, he'd have died yesterday. <laughs> oh, here we go with this bullcrap. Let, let me let me not use Ohio State. Let's just say if if he was Alabama, at Alabama, he would be he would be Matt Jones. Yeah, because he would have more around him. Yeah, right. it's, it, you're only as good. Like he he's an average quarterback. I'm not disagreeing with that. But you're the players around you can elevate you to look good. Hundred percent, so hundred percent, and and uh, we we, you know, we we would like to think we have that, but when you struggle, I mean, even Alabama yesterday. I'm not saying I get off the topic, but but yeah, we we're we're not as good as we think we are, and you know, I, I saw that, you know, watching that game. I mean, watching mm-hmm. that practice, I was like, yeah, this is gonna be. A I, long I mean, period. I said eight and four, and you said they'd make a bowl game, so you were dead on the money at six and six is really where you were. That's exactly and where I was. I mean, my eight and four. If they beat Texas Tech and Maryland, which is two games I thought they would win, they would be dead at eight and four. And like Anthony says, I think the fan base at that point's kind of just like, hey, you know what? It's eight and four. It's pretty good. Yeah, we're, they'd I, be I happy. So. I'd be happy with that. I, I mean, I, there's, I mean, I, I couldn't see, I couldn't see it happening, man. I just, I just saw how, how um, it, w- it wasn't that they were divided. It was just like it was a whole lot more energy when the backup was on the field as opposed to when the starter was on. Then he threw a pick. A pick six, matter of fact, in the practice. I'm like, this is this is I mean, this was before the first game. I'm like, we're in trouble. This is where the issue arrived, like for me with Daigie is how many pick sixes did he throw? I mean, he threw he several threw a few this year. He threw several and that's just, you can't I mean it's it's not okay to throw an interception, but of course you're not gonna play perfect and that's fine. I get that. You can't continue to throw pick sixes. That's the that's just backbreaking. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't think I don't think he was does okay. I'm gonna throw a pick. No, here. no, no. He's but, not doing that. But at but, the same time, I know what you're yeah. saying. I did, mean, did he shout this one's for the gamblers? If, yeah, I mean, he should have. <laughs> but but if you think about it, they're all like throws that he just lets us know his arm yeah, strength. He yes. cannot make those throws. They're no. all long outside field. You know, and maybe not, maybe not the one the other day. It was just you know that was short side. Slant that just got picked because he was staring it down. But he, he was he. I'm telling you, man, it, it's going to be the comfortability, uh, the comfortable, the comfortability level that the coach has with him, as opposed to somebody else coming in, and and him not having him meaning Neil Brown not having the the the. I can't say he doesn't have anything. 
I don't know how well he's going to let them compete. Um, I don't. I don't think Green's your answer. No, I'm. I'm talking about the new guy coming in. Well, then you got to. They really like the the true freshman, Will Crowder. They've been letting him. They were going to redshirt him. So next year, if De, if Daggy comes back, you'll have Daggy in camp. Mm-hmm. You'll and if unless Green or Crowder transfer, you'll have Green, Crowder, and then Markule. The guy from uh, the true freshman from, from California. From, I yeah, mean Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. So you'll have four quarterbacks. Plus, I think they got a guy that runs scout team. So you'll have four. He'll probably transfer. So you'll have four quarterbacks in camp next year. That's if Daggy comes back. He said he's coming back. I mean, I, mean, I, wouldn't, he, he, I wouldn't believe he's not. He he might pull out. Who knows? I you mean, don't he, know what these kids it, it, are I mean, do at this point. I, I've, I think somebody already said Letty Brown announced he was already set in the bowl game. Somebody oh, said he? they already announced that. I don't. I don't know if that's fact or not. Well, I said that last week, but yeah. I, I mean, I haven't seen you know why? That. You know why I think he is because he's he's actually hurt. I don't know if you guys realize yeah, he I, didn't play the whole well, six second and half. But I mean, like, I don't care if a kid sets out a six and six bowl game. Let's be honest. I'd rather see the freshman play anyway. I, you I, can play the freshman. Play them all. Play every single freshman you have. It's a six and six bowl game. Who who cares? Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think Brown will probably sit if he's banged up. I wouldn't play. Yeah, he's he's like he didn't play at all that. Yeah, that, he didn't play in the second half. The second half at all. Also, too, but Dante Stills, you know, he tweets out, "Hey, we're going bowling." He'll play, I think. I think. Yeah, he'll I mean, play. he's definitely gonna play. I mean, I don't think he should, but I mean, out of out of everybody we have, he's probably the the one that I would feel has the best shot. You know what I mean? To, of making a team. I think at this point, a lot of these guys should go ahead and play because they they need to get some more stuff on film. Well, and the other thing, the other thing about that is, if anybody's returning, like because that COVID year last year, they can all come back. Yeah, so, come so back, if yeah. you're, you know, I mean, if you're planning on playing next year, you need to play. That way, you can get some more practice and stuff in. Well, I mean, even if you don't play the bowl game, at least practice, go through the practices. If you're not playing the bowl game, you're not coming back. Your coach is going to yeah, be that's, pissed. Yeah, that's, yeah. Now, that's a fact, too. Ain't no way in the world. If, if you're going to sit out on, oh, your, on yeah. your teammates, that's how they're going to phrase it. But it ain't no – look, y'all ain't making no money from this game. Y'all are. Holy yeah. shit. Um, Letty Brown yesterday goes over the 1,000-yard the, the mark, um, finishing, I believe, in the top ten all-time career-wise. Also, he's the first running back um, – to go back to back one thousand one thousand yard season since Justin Crawford, um, you were an elite company yourself. Justin Crawford, uh, Letty Brown, Artie Owens. Um, I'm trying to think who else did it. Amos. Amos. Q. I think Q did it. No. No, he only mm-hmm. did it once. Yeah, he had 900 the year I played, mm-hmm. which was ah oh, made me so mad. I'm like, we could have had 2,000 yards. Yeah. Um, so it's only been done a handful of times, but Justin Crawford was the last guy to do it, which I'm shocked he's even still in the record books. But so be it. It's <laughs> disgusting. Um, yeah. But anyway, good. You know, congratulations to to Letty Brown. But you know, I think I think what you may have kind of saw a little bit. It seemed like it was almost like that passing of the torch last night. Mm, that's what it seemed like to me. That's what it felt like. I th- the- like. But I mean, he balled too. Like. I thought he ran very well. I thought Oof. he ran hard. I thought he ran with. I thought he looked very good. I mean, I know it was Kansas, and everybody said, "Oh, it's just Kansas." It doesn't matter. He ran for a hundred yards. It was really his first extended playing time. I thought he looked very good. Uh, he's going to start the bowl game, and uh, it, it's I, I, he's 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 got a he's got a twitch about him that I like. I don't know if he. I mean, I think he has that 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 long speed, but I, I don't know for sure. Well, he's going to have some competition coming. The oh yeah, the transfer yeah. from Clemson's going to yeah. be able to step right in there. He might start because he's supposed to. He was he was very highly rated out well, of high he's school. He's been the backup for two years down there, and he's already for two years he's ran over a thousand yards as the backup. Yeah, yeah. not each season. In he's two, combined in, in two years. He's got a thousand yards. About five six hundred a season. I don't buy into that though. I mean, it, I, I I hate I hate the fact that you know you bring a guy in, you got to let him compete because. Oh if, no! If you don't, I mean, if you just hand this guy the torch and he poops the bed, and we got somebody that's in house that you just screw, that's gonna that, that's gonna plague the because that that karma comes back like when when because think about it. I don't know if you guys remember, but Cuberigo was was highly touted, you know, five star out of New Jersey, went to Notre Dame. I I didn't go to Notre Dame because of this guy. I'm like he was so fast. I'm like man, I don't want to compete against you. And I went to West Virginia. He ends up coming to West Virginia, and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I don't care how fast you are. I'm, I'm you. If they let me compete, I'm going. I'm going to beat. I'm going. I'm going to win. So my thing is, let don't don't bring these people in and just say here, you know, pass the torch. Right. I, 
you got to let them compete because even if Deggy is, is trash this year, you never know what clicks. I mean, his fifth year or sixth year that he's got, it could be. I think it's but, his 19th. He's making four million. <laughs> he's making four million dollars a year, and that seat might be starting to warm up a little bit. I don't think he's going to hand anything to anybody. <laughs> I think yeah. there's a UFO outside. Oh, there's a drone. Oh, something. Yeah. So for the listeners, we sit the the room we record in literally sits right on the Canal River. We can see the water. Oh, that is a drone. Uh, like, someone's flying that? a drone. All right, well, they're back spo- to regular scheduled program. It's probably the rasp- raspy voice kids spying oh, on us. Oh, they're spying on us, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, also, also um, I, on the defensive side of the ball, um, I think there's room for improvement. Here's my thing, and, I, and I'll wrap it up, and then we'll, we'll come back and talk about some, a lot of other great stuff that happened throughout the course of uh, football this weekend. If, if, I'm, if I'm on that coaching staff, with the way this portal works, man, I am loading up on the offensive and defensive line this year. And DBs. That, I mean, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, these coaches need to be in the portal 100% of the time. I mean, if you if you can get a, pl- a player that's played two years and can step in and has some success, go do it. I mean, I'm all for getting a guy. I like. I love the fact that you can bring a guy in and develop him um, – and, and hopefully get four years out of him at West Virginia. But at the same time, when you're struggling like on the offensive line the way we are, obviously they hit the portal and got the transfer from Clemson because the Justin Williams kid mm-hmm. decommitted. And where did he get – who paid him? Hey, Ten- Tennessee, Tennessee, apparently. Yeah. Um, they actually just – West Virginia lost a uh, three-star defensive end today after his visit to Michigan State. So – and that's – and listen, they're going to gain. You know, the portal – Oh. In the recruiting process – you know, it take it giveth and it taketh away. Absolutely. And the thing is, the, the thing is about hitting that portal though, you have to be careful because if you get one of those transfers that thinks he's going to come in and be handed a job, it can tear your locker room apart. Like Avon's talking about, you better come in and compete. Whether you're a transfer, a freshman, or whatever, you need to compete because if you promise a kid a job and he comes in there and stinks, it's going to piss everybody off. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about uh, we'll kind of wrap up the season. Also, a lot of great football games in the Big 12, uh, Bedlam last night, and also Michigan-Ohio State. Um, The Florida State-Florida game ended up being a pretty good ball game, and there's also some coaching news within the Big 12. So we'll talk about, about that when we come back. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Podcast presented by Salango Law and produced in partnership with HD Media and the Gazette Mail. So, right before we walked in to record, news was breaking. You got you have your Twitter out? I do not have my Twitter out. I'm sorry, I do not have my Twitter out, but yeah, the Lincoln Raleigh news is Well, keep your Twitter in your pants. <laughs> so Lincoln Raleigh is apparently going to USC which people swore he was going to LSU. or LSU. This is this is the first big domino of all the coaching openings and I'm very surprised that he's leaving Oklahoma. I didn't think that he would with the LSU apparently offering an 8-year 96 million dollar deal. However, with them going to the SEC the move to USC for Raleigh makes a little bit of sense because I think he can run that conference at USC. That is a very, very high – to me, that's the best job in college football. I'll just go ahead and say it because L.A. is absolutely gigantic. You can draw a circle around that, and you can get all 25 recruits in that area immediately in 10 miles from campus. And, uh, wow, I feel sorry for some Pac-12 teams because he's going to have an offense that can probably hang 60 consistently. (laughs) I think it's a great move for him just due to the fact that, one – Listen, my move would have been either stay at Oklahoma or go to USC. I would have not gone to LSU no matter. Listen, when you make $8, $9 million, $12 million doesn't change your lifestyle. Twelve million, maybe an extra car in the, in the, in the parking lot. $12 million in L.A., sign me up. But here's the thing. <laughs> you go to LSU and you don't beat Alabama and win the oh, SEC that's in guess. three years. You're not making that yeah, money anymore. And, and see, USC has been known to be patient with coaches. I mean, they gave Clay Helton quite a bit of time. You know, they've, they've had some guys in there that's had some time, and I think Lincoln Riley will do well out there. I mean, I think he'll win. I think he'll win big. I think you'll see them in the playoff in a short time. I don't know how long it'll take. 
I also saw that um, LSU has some uh, Title Nine issues. Um, that uh, Elgeron or whatever his name, Belgeron, whatever his name, Ed Orgeron, Orgeron, yeah. He he had a you know he he's got a suit with him as well. So that LSU job is not looking as pretty as a lot of people think. I'm almost wondering if that LSU job, if they're not going to get Jimbo Fisher. I swear, it just seems it, it, he he's, he's a Texas Tech though. Why, I mean, te- why would he leave? Twelve money, million money talks, man. Hey, and Texas A and M, his money. I mean A gar- and M, that's right. Yeah, well, his money's guaranteed from A and M. So if he leaves, A and M still got to pay him too. So you're talking. What nine and a half million or whatever it is, plus the twelve million on top I don't know. of it. There's lawyers that will probably. Well, I'm just saying, as of right now, that money's guaranteed. He's guaranteed He's, if they fire him. Is yeah, it if they, if they fire him? I thought if even if he left, he was guaranteed. I may have read that wrong. Either way, either way, twelve million dollars is more than eight million dollars. He's in the SEC. LSU to me is a better job than Texas A&M simply because. You have your own recruiting base in Louisiana. You're not competing with Texas and Oklahoma and all those schools to recruit. LSU is the main school in Louisiana, and there are tons of athletes in that state. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. That's that's definitely. A, um, but for whatever reason, you, I don't think it's a good. I, I would. I'm like you. I would be out. I'd be out in uh, Southern California because oh, it never yeah. rains. Baby. Well, that's the best job in the country. I swear, uh, that's the best job in the country. Well, no, I would. I wouldn't. Miami is actually. I would like to go to Miami as well. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about for like what, what for competitive issues and everything else. I think Southern Cal. Well, you're competing with Florida and Florida State there. Who are you competing with in California? UCLA. You Cal? beat UCLA into the ground. Cal, you'll beat Cal into the ground every uh, ground every year. Look at Pete Carroll at USC. Man, all you gotta do is parade those tr- cheerleaders out in those sweaters. Oh my God, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean that's, that's so sexist. It, we gonna we gonna get fined. Stop it. <laughs> We're all right. It's the last. It, nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. <laughs> nobody cares what I say. We hey, man. Kansas, baby. Hey, I mean, and that's a fact, though. I mean, if you're 18, 19 years old, I mean, do you want to go? Out, you know, what, when they recruit you at Notre Dame, what they do? Shave them down, bring them out, and then like, you know, if shave I, their mustaches off. But then you go to Southern California. Oh. If, if I, I'm serious, I'm, if I'm a recruit, if I'm a big time recruit, I'm taking I, there's. I'm 100% taking a visit to yeah. Southern California. Yeah, Look at Justin over here. He's pulling oh, I mean, up he's on his pulling, phone. Yeah, he's pulling the song girls up on his phone. I mean, you know, march on to victory. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck the deuces up, baby. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, you got to think like a 17-year-old, not 45. Like, you know, for me, I just need a good dark dungeon beard joint and a jukebox. <laughs> and, and TV. And a TV. <laughs> That's all I need. You know, parade them out. They're signing but up. I'm, I'm, I'm interested, though, because see, Mel Tucker signed an extension at Michigan State. James Franklin signs his extension at, uh, Penn, at State. Penn State. Who goes where now? Who takes that Oklahoma job? Who wants it? I mean, th- th- that's an attractive job. Somebody out there wants that Oklahoma job. I'm sorry. Bob Stoops. <laughs> but if you think, man, yeah, it's, yeah, it's he, not, would, he would be the good. It's not Big Twelve no more. He's competing against I know, Alabama. I'm, I know He's competing that's the, against LSU. He's competing against and Florida and Tennessee. Florida hired Billy Napier, I believe, from Louisiana. Wasn't that his name? Yeah, they hired Louisiana's head coach at that's Florida. Who some of the LSU um, people wanted. Yeah, they, they hired him. Uh, I'm not sure how that'll work. I don't know much about Napier. I, I can't say, so I don't really know much about him. I had, him. you know, I like to, you know, I like you read. I'm on Twitter and reading a bunch of different stuff. I saw an LSU fan say. Um, if since he's going to Florida, if they don't get Lincoln, LSU, it may have just crapped the bed. Yeah. But I still think your Jimbo Fisher theory might be right. And and you know, let's be honest, Ohio State, their fans want want him fired. He lost to Michigan. He should be fired. And Alabama only beat Auburn by two points in four t- in four <laughs> overtimes. Auburn, Auburn, Alabama. He should be fired. Nick Saban needs to be fired. That's their. That's the fan bases but have spoken. <laughs> the way the way you said that whole Ohio State Michigan thing, you that was like you you really you you really believe that in no, your heart. That's, yeah, how, you that's how their fans no, that's think. how their fans think. I, I understand that. I understand it. But you you was like he should be fired because he lost to Michigan, <laughs> which makes which brings up the that whole. That sun's a little brighter today. It is. It's it, a little it, brighter. It, it feels a little better. <laughs> I mean, I'm having a pretty good I weekend. Even, I don't even know why you are, though, because, it, I mean, we're talking about it. I, I brought this up maybe three weeks ago. I'm like, hey, the way Michigan is playing, y'all can beat Ohio State. Oh, no, they can't do it. I'm like, you are the worst fan seven, of all time. They had lost 17 to 20. I had matter. seen it. Like, I know you, it. You can't see it. Yeah. Like, I saw the difference three weeks ago. Like, bro, they, they got something. 
And you're like, nope, they're not going to win. I'm like, I, I would, if I was Michigan people, I'd be like, yo, give me all my stuff back. Don't even root for us no more. Hey, the bad thing is, is 95% of the money went on Ohio State, and 95% of the money bet in the state of Michigan was bet on Ohio State. History, history says history. certain things. I'm, I'm just looking at, yeah, history. I mean, it's like, it's like Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. I fully expected Oklahoma to win that ball game last night because they're now 90-19-7 or something like that against Oklahoma State. I didn't see that. I was looking for – what channel was that? It was on, on ABC. ABC. As a great as a great ball game. Look, was it? I mean, every year we walk into this and it's like, all right, who's going to win the Big 12 in football? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Who's going to win in basketball? Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. You know, it's just. It's the same thing. And who's going to win the SEC? Alabama. Who's going to win the Big Ten? Ohio State. Who's going to win the. Until somebody. Alabama ain't going to win this year. Until until somebody does it, though, you don't believe it. What's Ric Flair say? (laughs) To be the man, you you got to beat the man. That's right, Jack. And, you know, we had two big upsets over the. Well, not upsets, but two big. Two two title changes. Let's call that. It was. It was Starcade weekend. If you if you're an old school wrestling fan, um, you know Michigan knocks off Ohio State and did it in super convincing fashion. That was a resounding victory. I I, I didn't I didn't see it coming. You sound I'm not like gonna a lie. Giddy schoolgirl over there. <laughs> they did it in resounding. They pounded them. They ran the ball oh, right it was, down. It was beautiful. Here's what I say about running the football. We always talk about it. Michigan threw five second half passes against Ohio State. And won by 15 points. They threw the ball five times in the second half. They had the ball five times. They had five possessions. Four touchdowns. The time they didn't score, they nailed the clock out. That is domination. That's what I, I you would, do with running the football. I, I, would, I would give you that, and, and I would say that was a very, um, you know, poundacious win. However, however, if the weather was different, Michigan would have lost by 45. I disagree. Here's the reason I disagree. The weather, you can say, is a factor in everything. It is a factor. It is a factor. But the thing is, is that snow wasn't accumulating on that turf. It doesn't matter, man. It was cold. It was the great equalizer. It it helped. Let let me explain to you why. Let me explain to you why. When, When I was in high school, and this is going back a long time, we back, had, in 18, <laughs> back in 1876, <laughs> we had the best offense in the state of New Jersey. We scored 50 points every game, and we were going against a really good defense, but it rained. We couldn't throw the ball at all. I mean, I, I, I mean, I ran the ball. I, I mean, I ran the ball well, had 100 yards, 100-something yards. However, we couldn't do what we do. Like, it just it equalizes. They are a, they have three thousand yard receivers. Well, I don't know if they made a thousand. They're, they're close. Yeah. They're close. They, they had three receivers that was almost over a thousand yards. They and they had a great running back. However, three thousand yard receivers, bro. Like that is they couldn't do what they do. I'll give you three things though. The team that runs the football best in that game wins every single year. Mm-hmm. They whoever runs the football, they line up and run it. That's why I say, I don't care what Ohio State does. Michigan played them how the NFL teams are playing the Chiefs now. They put double high safeties. Ohio State actually possessed the ball more in that game than Michigan did yesterday. And threw the ball over the place. And they threw it 49 times. He still threw for 394. They kicked two field goals. They kicked two field goals. And their one drive was like 19 plays, 79 yards, and took like six minutes. That is exactly how you beat Ohio State. And you get the quarterback off the mark, which – you saw it as well as I did. Ninety-seven and fifty-five were all over that backfield. Yeah, they were beating them. <laughs> so up. that's why I say I don't think the weather was that. It it helped, but I don't think it was that. I don't think it was the deciding factor. I think Michigan wins that game anyway because Ohio State simply couldn't stop them. So we'll call the Big Ten the AWA wrestling, <laughs> and then and then down in world class championship wrestling, <laughs> you had a new champion crowned. Or a title change, Oklahoma falls to Oklahoma State, which leaves Oklahoma out of the championship game, um, which they've won, what, they've, eight, nine straight? It feels like a bunch. Mm. It feels like they've won that thing every year since, like, 2010. No, Baylor won it one year. Did they? Didn't they go – didn't Art Browse win it one year? That was in, like, 20, like 2014 is the oh, last yeah. time I can remember. Browse was 2014 or so. You know me, man. I still feel like I'm 25. So I, head, you, like, I mean, I mean that's – You look a day over 65. <laughs> with your old but, ass. But they – I mean, you know, these games, they've shaken out now, and you have a big weekend coming. And, you know, if this – if Notre Dame gets in this playoff, I'm really going to be pissed off. Yeah, so we got to – so we got to have some teams uh, hold hold steady here. We – 
we got to have a few things happen. We got to make sure that Oklahoma State stays in there. We got to make sure that Michigan, Michigan Oklahoma State, uh, even Alabama or Georgia doesn't matter. If I, Georgia I, wins, it hurt. It helps Notre Dame, but Cincinnati needs to win as well. Yeah. Yeah, they're going against a pretty good school. A pretty good. Those squad are good. Ma- There's good teams that those teams are playing like uh, Michigan and, and Cincinnati. I, I, I see them losing unless they unless they do something different. I don't see them winning next week. Oh wow! Uh, against I, the Cougs, I, I just don't. I, I mean, they they played the Fighting they, Dana they are, they are very poorish in the run game. Uh, Michigan can uh, Michigan could be upset next Saturday because they played so well yesterday yep. and they are so high. I told my they wife could, they could be upset next Saturday night. I told my bride, I said, "Babe, they ain't gonna win another game this year." It don't matter. I said, I, "Hey, listen." They <laughs> I said send, that was their Super Bowl. That they, was their that was their national championship they send, game. They can send records out there Saturday night for all I care. They won yesterday. That's all that mattered to me. I yeah, don't care. See? They send records out there. <laughs> That, that so down in the Iron Bowl, Auburn had Alabama beat, yes. and you know we talk about coaching, we talk about situational football, um, player like football awareness, football IQ, and literally the quarterback from Auburn. Oh, all the, he had to it do was the running back. Was it? I it thought was it was the quarterback. It was the, it was the running back. Okay, it was the running back. So the running back, all he had to do instead of getting pushed out of bounds is just drop to a knee. Right. And then the game basically ends because it forces them to call timeouts and then they can punt and then there's no time left on the clock unless they hit a big bomb play. But it left, what, a minute and 30 seconds for them? I don't know. It only took them like 50 seconds to get all the way down the field and score. Yeah, but it would have made it really tough for for Alabama. Um, But player awareness. So, and I was even thinking about that this morning. It's like, what do you do? You don't call the timeout and stop the clock when your own team before the play because the clock was running. So yeah. you don't call the timeout and say, but "Hey, you're, you're before that play goes in, you're like, hey, make sure you stay in bounds. Make sure you stay and you run somebody in." I to was make just sure getting ready to say it's not like the old days where we used to run plays in. <laughs> hey, coach said keep your ass in bounds. No, you do that. You <laughs> run a player in and say, "Hey, make sure you go down," and 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 that it solves that. You you're going to get the ball. Brutal. Go down. As I mean. I don't even know what to say about that because you know uh, Harson over there, Brian Harson for Auburn, the head coach, is not saying, "Hey, you need to run out of bounds." <laughs> I mean, you know, right. no, you know absolutely, or you absolutely. need to fight for yardage. He's saying, "Hey, run this ball to the left. If you're going to get planted, just fall." I mean, but, just but go that's the down. thing. That's the thing that that we that we talked about earlier. You know, when we in the first segment about you know you tell a kid something. And they mess up what you tell them. <laughs> they do the exact opposite. But the thing is, you gotta you gotta make it. You when I, when I when I didn't realize this, I'm, I was dealing with you know professional players. They still was like kids. <laughs> I'm like, you a grown man. Like, why do I have to tell you to go do this? But you have to make it so they don't mess up. One one of the one of the quotes that I used um, or that I live by, and my wife hates it. Um, was uh, Troy Palomalo. I was listening to him talk one time on, on something, and he was like, I was, I was playing as a, as a younger player at the Steelers, and, um, you know, somebody was – I can't remember who, who said it to him, but he was like, when you're out there, you have to say it so it's not misunderstood. And meaning go left or don't run out of bounds. Yeah. You have to say it to dumb it down because players are in their own minds. They're thinking about girls and – all this other stuff, you have to you. They're still kids at this at the. They're young. They're mature. You you have their their mind. You know you control that. Meaning a coach, even as a professional, and unless they're like older thirties or something. But you have to you have to dumb it down for these kids because if mm-hmm. you don't, you're in trouble. Well, the other thing the other thing of that too is if a player gets the ball, his his thought is I'm gonna score. I'm gonna score. I'm, gonna score. I'm scoring. It doesn't matter if he gets it at the one yard line or it the, probably or the was 50. his instinct that kicked in that made him say I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna go get the first yards. down and get the first down. Same, and game's over. Same thing I was thinking about with the Michigan game uh, when Ohio State let him score. I'm like, why didn't he just go down right there? The game was over. I wanted the 40 burger. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to grade the Mountaineer football season. Let's we'll we'll grade the coaching staff, the offense, the defense, and we'll talk about bowl perspectives for West Virginia and other teams in the Big 12. We'll do all that after this. Yeah, you pulled. Oh, him. he did. Absolutely. Yeah, it was smart. Absolutely. Make he gra- sure. he, he faced. But that, that's the he same. That's masked. the same time. That's the same thing. Like. Let's get him out of bounds. Like, if we can get him out of bounds, get him out. It's it's coach. It's like they understand the situation. I don't even call play to the border or to the perimeter. 
Oh. I'm like, hey, you just put it up to tackle's if, ass. If, if you want to run to the ball outside, that's fine. Run to the wide side of the field and just slide. Like, tell your quarterback, hey, just run out there and slide. I mean, that way yeah. you're wasting a few more seconds and then they have to call their timeout. All right, here we go. Welcome back to the Touchdown City podcast presented by Salengo Law and produced by HD Media and the Charleston Gazette Mail. Um, all right, our last segment of the year. And so there's no predictions – but I do want to get your opinion on the season. Uh, let's break this and grade this like this. Let's 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 grade the coaching staff. Uh, we'll grade the offensive unit and then the defensive unit, and maybe give uh, what you think is a highlight or an MVP um, from from the team. Maybe somebody that you know stepped up and I mean because it's I mean you would you want to say I mean. I got a few, but there's a, a couple of guys that did some pretty spectacular things this year. So, Derek, I'll start with you. Um, grade, grade the team or grade the coaching staff, the offense and defense. Oh man, this is tough because you, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the coaching staff a C overall because that's I thought the defensive coaching staff was pretty solid. I thought there was a little bit of improvement on the offensive coaching staff with some things that I saw there late. The offensive line at least played a little better there later in the year. You got Letty Brown going a little more. Uh, so I'll give the overall grade as a C. But on offense, I will give them – God, I'm, I'm going to give them a D for the simple fact that I think they could they, – got to score points. They failed to score 20 points several times. They could have won some ball games. They were 6-6, six and six, blew the Oklahoma game, four turnovers against Maryland. When, you could win that game. Down 17 nothing against Texas Tech at halftime. That's inexcusable. You lose to Texas Tech that way. Baylor blew our doors off just from start to finish. I mean, there were several games that I think they could have had a chance in there offensively that they just didn't – they did for some for whatever reason they failed to do so. Defensive staff I'll be a little, lit, little more lenient with. I'll give them – I'll probably give them a B because – Again, Baylor blew our doors off from start to finish. We were never in that game. The defense failed. They were bad in that game. I thought the defense was bad against Kansas State, even though they were put in some bad spots, but they never came up with a big stop. Uh, Oklahoma State game, I thought they played well enough to win, but you get three points. So, I mean, overall, I'll give them a C. I expected eight wins. They got six. It was an average season. I mean, it wasn't anything spectacular. I thought the defense played well enough to win a couple more games, and the offense cost that cost them the the games that they could have won with the turnovers and bad play drop passes the same mistakes we see over and over and over that play gets like you said in game one as they did in game 12 yeah so i'm i'm um yeah i'm gonna give you a different perspective you know for me i, I think it was uh overall overall i would say and think about my perspective i said they would they would they did exactly what i thought they were gonna do you saw practice so uh, to me, I, I would I would say it's they they got an A because I didn't think they would be anything more than what they were. Um, they didn't impress me, you know. They didn't they didn't let me down any. Um, uh, so so the the perspective I'm given is, I mean they they didn't they were who I thought they were. <laughs> Danny Green in the ass. I mean <laughs> they didn't they didn't do anything that that I thought was overly. Or under, I mean, well, I I can say they didn't run the ball the way I thought they were. So, so on that level, I, I think they were because I mean I was expecting him to go two thousand this year. I don't know why. I'm like this dude is gonna be, you know, just looking at him. He's a specimen, you know, got some speed, you know, he's he's gonna run for a thousand. But overall, I mean, I, I would say they're they're you know, they didn't they didn't impress me. They didn't not impress me. You know, after seeing practice, I was like, you know. We can make it to a bowl game. <laughs> I'll be super excited. So it's just a different perspective. I mean, I, I can't. You know, I, I don't think they were. I, I, they they were what I expect they were. So to answer your question, Ant, I can't. Like, can I give them? I would say they were an A because they didn't. They did exactly what I thought they were going to do. Um, and, and I don't know if that's the right. If you can understand the perspective that no, I'm coming I, from. I mean, I get what you're, you you they expect met your expectations. Yeah, they met yeah, your expectations. They met my so expectations. I, I didn't think they would do. I mean, the defense. I would say was a lot better than I thought they were going to be. That I mean, I'd give them a whole lot more. They get A-plus, but, you know, because they, they bring us up. Because I think, you know, offensively I would say they're, they're a B because I didn't think they would I didn't think they would do anything great. Um, um, I thought they if they would have – if if Letty would have ran for, you know, 15, 18, I would have said they would have been an A. 
But you know, overall, overall, I would say it was an A. I mean, they didn't they didn't do anything special. They didn't. That's exactly what I thought they were going to be at. Um, um, and, and and defensively, they they over they exceeded expectations. You know, holding like you said. But I mean, you look at it now. You know, uh, uh, Oklahoma wasn't very good. You know what I mean? They weren't they weren't anything special. So um, I can not say that. But we made them. We I think our defense made them not look mm-hmm. as good as they were. Um, hold on, Derek. No, don't talk. You had your time. I didn't say anything. No, I was gonna. I was just gonna say that's where I came. That's where I had the problem with with the, the defense held them held several teams down, and that's where I gave them a higher grade. Right, absolutely. I yeah. mean, they 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 played a lot better than I thought they were. Um, players that that I think stepped up. Um, uh, uh, I, I would I would say, um, I don't know. Just Mesador played played you know played played it very well. Um. You know, linebackers. That number, that number nineteen, he 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 balled, man. I I don't know if if you guys watched him at all. I can't think of his name. Um, he's defensive defensive back. He ended up playing will linebacker. Yeah, they had to move him down. A hundred, a hundred, and he might be he might be two hundred pounds. Might be. He's in there banging with the big boys. So he he was somebody. I cannot think of his name, and it's and it's and it's it's killing me right now. Um, but. He 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 should be the MVP. I think of the entire of of the entire team is that guy right number nineteen. He and it's funny because Coach Castile, when I went there, he was like, "This kid is special. Like mm. this kid is a football player. He loves to play the game." So I watched him, mm-hmm. and I mean, he he just made plays after plays after plays. I mean, obviously he got beat sometimes, but he played hard the entire season. I mean, he just he 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 embodied you know the WVU mentality in, in playing that game. For me, um, I'm going to give the coaching staff basically a D. Uh, I felt like at this point, um, you know, I expected to see some improvement. I don't think we saw this team really improve at all from last year. We literally saw a mirror image of this year's last year's football team. I don't feel like there was any improvement. And then I have to question um, uh, coaches that consistently do silly stuff Throughout the course of the season, I'll give you last night's example. So we're <laughs> I know what's we're, coming here. We're punting, <laughs> and they tried some trickery. They and, and actually Oklahoma State did it too huh. last night. But they did something where they shifted right and had the center snap the ball at a weird angle, which could have caused problems. Um, and then of course we get an illegal formation, and they declined it. But but why? Why are you out there? pissing around with the punt team you know just silly stuff like that bad timeouts bad use of timeouts um the player no to really no player development over the course of the year so i give the coaching staff a d offensively i give them a c i mean they were nothing spectacular nothing special um you know if i wanted to break it down into Offensive line play, I'd give them a D. I'd give the quarterback probably a B. I mean, you know, if he he, he was on his back a lot, I mean, yeah. you know, and then I think Letty Brown would have had a better season had he had a better line up front. So, uh, offensively, I'll give him a C. Defensively, I'll give him a B, uh, considering what they lost on the defensive the defensive uh, back out of that room. He had a first team big all Big Twelve cornerback leave. Um, and then, you know, luckily Alonzo Adai came back and you had some guys just step up and come out of nowhere. Um, my thing is this. If you hold teams like Oklahoma to 20 points or 19 points and you hold um, Texas Tech, the games that you lost, you kept you kept the teams to a, to a point where if you could just score, you would have won. Um, they kept us in games. So I'll give them a B. Overall, uh, I don't know. I don't even know how to average all that up. But, I mean, that's just where I'm at. I'm really disappointed with the coaching staff. I yeah, I, that was that's. I mean, I and again, I, I'm looking around that coaching staff, and I'm like, man, y'all better go ahead and get a U-Haul together. That's in a moving team. There needs to be some adjustments made there, in that there coaching should staff. Be, there should be some people packing uh, offensively. You know I mean, I, I think we need an offensive coordinator. Um, I think we need to be not necessarily more creative, but I don't know, man. Because where I come from, I come from a, a system. You know, five step drop. The ball's out, you know. On that third step, you know, the ball's going somewhere. Hitch, hitch. The, I mean, the, I, it just needs to be a system. Like if if you can put, because uh, he's a system quarterback. He's not somebody that's gonna gonna Brett Favre it. 
Like, he has to be – he doesn't have a great arm. He has to be in a system, and I don't think we have a system for him. So, they need to find somebody that can put him in if he's going to be the guy next year. It's a very bland offense. Very, very bland. Now, there's no identity. Like, And I'm telling you what our identity was last week. We are a throwing team. Like, whether we want to be it or not, like, we couldn't run the ball. So, we are a throwing team, and we we – we we had the mentality of a throwing team, but we had the psychology logic, so a little psychology of we are a hard nosed running football team, but we could not run the football, right? You know, except the last two weeks, which is you know it, it that's not who we were. Um, yeah, man. So I'm with you on that. I didn't get a chance to grade the the, the coaching staff. I mean, I, I would I would grade them. You know, they all get D's. D's D's are F's because you know not all of them offensively. Offensively and head coach is a D. Um, defensively, I think they they play well. I mean, they're they're B's B's to A's. Honestly, I think the losing Jamal Dial that off that side of the ball, um, I think that's a long term. That's not something you saw this year, mm-hmm. but that's a long term um, L for a, West Virginia. A guy that I thought that stepped up on defense was Chandler Semedo. He intercepted two passes last night. I thought he played pretty well down the stretch, second half of the season. He was a guy that did show some improvement. Number seven. Yeah, number seven, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. 104 yeah. tackles on the season. Yeah, he played well. I thought he played well down the stretch, and he showed some serious improvement. I thought he was a pretty good player by the end of the year. Uh, West Virginia's bowl perspectives. Um, so, I guess it'll fall. It, it's really going to depend on how it shakes out at the top and then who wants to uh, invite West Virginia. So, we're looking at basically like the Liberty Bowl. That'll be it. That, my guess is – I would say the Liberty Bowl would probably take WU the way they the way the fans travel. Um, the Humanitarian Bowl, I believe. Wait, and that, is that is, what that's called? Is it, is the old the Cactus one? Bowl. That's the one out in Arizona. Yeah, and then maybe the Cheese It Bowl, which that's is the, the Orlando Bowl. That's the Camping World Bowl and Champ Sports Bowl and all that. I don't that. know if that Texas Bowl will take us. I think they would prefer probably to take a Texas Tech or something Yeah, like I would that. say Texas Tech will get that. They're 6-6 six and six as well. Um, I would like for West Virginia to play in the Liberty Bowl because we could play against an SEC It'll school. probably be Florida. Um, but Or Kentucky. Kentucky will get a higher bowl. They're eight and four. Oh yeah, yeah they are eight and four. Yeah. Because uh, the thing is, if you go out to Arizona and play in that bowl, you play like a bottom feeder Big Ten school. You're probably going to play Maryland. Maryland again. I don't want to see a rematch. No, nobody wants. We listen, nobody we, wants. We, to we already been through that. <laughs> Scott McBride's still laughing. You lose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the rematch. Oh my, oh, my God. They beat the crap out of us that day. Hey, let me tell you something. This is a funny story. We were coming out of the locker room. We were So, we're, I was I, – I, so, I was shooting some video, and I was – you know how that tunnel was at the Gator Bowl, like in that – you know those tunnels, they get yeah. kind of packed. Oh, yeah. And our guys, man, like if that – if you were in the tunnel, I thought we were winning. Like if – you know, I was kind of slightly hungover, you know, because it was New Year's <laughs> Day – you know, and then, like, I was in the middle of our team, and they were, I mean, like, just rabbit. And I was like, oh, we're going to win today. We're going to win. Wrong. That game was over, like, in three minutes. It was a Tyson <laughs> fight. <laughs> he said it was a Tyson fight. It yeah. was over. That was – it was that, funny. I didn't get there until halftime, so. Yeah, shit, you, you missed your money. Yeah, you wasted sold it to a scalper. Yep. Oh, I got it for free. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was brutal. But uh, yeah, we don't. I don't. That's just a boring matchup. I, well, I mean, I, I don't. Ten know o'clock they, at night on it, the East Coast. And like, nobody, nobody's going to watch that. I'm sorry. Nobody. Mountain, some Mountaineer fans, Maryland fans will step and watch it. Nobody else. If you're not a fan of either team, you're not watching yeah, that game. That's. I, I'm hoping they go to the Liberty Bowl just for the fact. Plus, where do they play that game? It's Tucson. in Memphis. No, oh, the, the, um, it's like in Tucson. Oh, it? you know what? It's it's actually kind of like the camping. It's a part of the uh, Fiesta, Fiesta Bowl committee. Yeah, it's like in it's Tucson. It's their B game. So, or not Tucson, Tempe. Yeah, Tempe. it's their B game. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's whatever it is. It's going to be on December 28th if you get the Liberty or the Humanitarian. No, it's, called, it's called the Guaranteed Rate. Bowl. Oh, Guaranteed Rate. Right on. Why don't they just call it, give it, call it the Cactus Bowl? The Cactus yeah. Bowl, sponsored by Guaranteed Rate. Guaranteed like if you, if, listen, when I say the Peach Bowl, Atlanta, right? What's, like you know, you're, you're what? What's that one? It's the like Poland weed eater or something bad. There's another one that's like bad boy mowers or something. <laughs> I don't. I mean, there's all kinds of them now. 
John Flowers tweeted out a picture of Bob Huggins sitting on one of those mowers and said, "I hope there's a bad boy mower bowl." There, there is, but I think, I think there. Are, I think yeah, the sponsorship's it gone? over. Okay, but it was just a great picture of Huggs sitting on one of those big old. I mean, so let me ask you this, Avon. I mean, you've played. Um, you know, your senior year, West Virginia should have gone to the Gator Bowl. Uh, you finished second. Um, and you played in the third tier bowl, and then you also you you have also played in that six and five slot going to the Music City Bowl, which is actually a nice bowl. Yeah, it was actually a really nice bowl. <laughs> I had a good time in Nashville. I mean, and it's clo- it's, it's it's closer. So yeah, but you know what? When you when you actually make a bowl, you know, in two thousand, you know, Coach Nealon announced he's retiring. You guys lose a heartbreaker to Syracuse. Um, you know. What what's the mindset of the team when you know that you're your average you've you've barely made a bowl but what's that perspective going into that bowl is it let's one for the seniors and two let's let's get some extra practice and see where we're at or how's that how's that roll it, it's both I mean it's both I mean as a younger player it was like you know we got a bowl like I was excited like not like now like if I mean could be because of, because of the environment of the bowl system now. Mm-hmm. Bowls are just they are just another game. Like when I was playing, a bowl was like a bowl. Like even if it was like the the little little titty back, you know, back in the backyard <laughs> bowl. I'm like, we made a bowl. You know what I'm saying? And and it was funny because some of our some of our staff was like, hey, you better get us to a good bowl this year. I'm like, oh shit, everybody's depending on this. Yeah. But now I don't even know if that's the case. Now I don't even know. So when we played, a bowl was important. Like that was something that we played for. Like we were like, let's. You know, minimum we gonna get. We want to win the Big East, but then we want to we want to get to a bowl. And um, you know, when we made it, my senior year it was it, obviously you heard the story before. It was a downfall for us because I mean we finished second, and you know we got screwed. And and, and we wanted to be in Florida, and they sent us to freaking Charlotte. Charlotte, you know what I mean? Which was, and Ric Flair wasn't even there. It was it was trash. You know what I mean? And and you know I we didn't we didn't prepare well enough to win. And they were a good team, um, but the 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 Neyland, the Neyland game it was different because you know you know we won in, we won our way into that bowl, so it 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 was a different mindset. It was a different um, it was different because you know the seniors were excited about it. You know everybody was excited that we got to a bowl and you know we were going to win it for Coach Neyland. So it was a different mindset as opposed to my senior year when we got screwed and went to Charlotte. It was like man. I want. I mean, yeah. I need to start training or something. This was. I mean, this was back then. I'm like, I don't even want to play in this game. Yeah, it was a definite. I remember being super bummed we didn't mm-hmm. go to Jacksonville. I remember um, the final play of the pit game. I don't even know who who the hell brought an inflatable gator alligator to the football game. I don't even. I didn't even see it. What are you talking? Yeah, about? one of our guys had an inflatable alligator on the sideline, He's holding it up, celebrating. You know, because oh, wow. basically, you know, the year before. You'd gone from basically not even what what winning three games right. to finishing second. So I mean, it was a big turnaround. Oh yeah, to knock off Pitt and then Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Yep. You know, I mean, it was a big West Virginia should have played in the Gator Bowl. Yeah, but I think um, we only lost to what they um, did. Miami. They do that. They do that to this day though with the with the taking teams over teams. Yeah. They do that. They do that to this day. Well, it was a Notre Dame thing. I Notre Dame jumped us, and it was just. It was just disappointing. I remember even just as a staff. I remember being, being bummed. I remember being disappointed with it. I'm not because I, I remember like remember thinking, that. "Shit, I got to drive to Charlotte." Yeah, <laughs> to the Tire Bowl, <laughs> Christmas Day, Christmas Tire Bowl, Continental that was Tire Bowl. The, that was the infamous uh, game with the band, and they beat that crap out of West Virginia. Yeah, too. Wally Lundy. Yeah. He went yeah. ham. Matt Schaub. West Virginia. I mean, not West Virginia. Holy Cross guy. He went to my high school. Oh yeah. Yeah. He. he I, I don't even remember that game, to be honest with you, man. It I was ugly. I don't even remember that game. 46-22, I think. Yeah, I just remember not having a good time. It was it Charlotte. Was, it, was a, it was a beating. Uh, although there a were a ton either. of Mountaineer fans <laughs> down there. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure. West Virginia fans travel. That's why I think they'll get the ga- – uh, The I'm sorry. The uh, That's why I think they'll get the Liberty Bowl. Yeah, I think um, – it's just it's just a better time slot for, for fans. You, can, you know, you don't want to – because let's see that – Whatever the hell it's called, the guaranteed rate bowl is ten uh, fifteenths kickoff <laughs> on the East Coast. I'm definitely, I'll definitely be sleeping. Bro, I'll be out. Like uh, on a Tuesday, I'm off, but I can't guarantee I'll make that. On a Tuesday, oh, 
not me. Not I. Yeah, I'm too old for that. Well, gentlemen, um, we'll try to get back together maybe after the bowl. We'll see what happens. It, let's let's just put it this way. If they get blown out in a bowl game, I'm, I don't want to see you guys. <laughs> uh, I don't want to see you either. That's fine. But um, I, th- I had a good time this year. I, I felt like although the season was – Half-assed. I felt like it just flew by. It flies, man. Once football gets here, it seems like the year just flies. I know it sucks because it's over now. It's so, uh, you, you got what? You got next weekend, there's like 10, 12 games. Then there's the Army-Navy game. Then and the bowl, bowl game starts, and then it's over. And then you got to wait all the way to August. I tell you what, because, I mean, like, now granted, it's been a nice day today. I had my door open all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hate the winter. It's dark outside, and it's, it's 5 o'clock. It's getting dark. It's 5.03. It's getting dark. If it wasn't for basketball, I would probably just walk over to that bridge and jump. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I love March Madness. I don't like cold at all. Well, March Madness kind of is that signal of like spring. spring is coming. And you got spring football and you got that kind of stuff going on too. So it's kind of like a you're like excited. Yeah. And you don't really get into basketball too much because it's out of conference. Yeah. You got Christmas, you know, and all and that New fun Year stuff. And, everything, and then, you know, and then basketball kicks in. But it helps. It does help January, February. Go it really first. does, man. I'm I'm excited to for camp and and to come back here and and you guys give your predictions about the season. And I see the last <laughs> scrimmage and I'm like, hell yeah, we gonna win, we'll Maddie. To, we'll have to go up. <laughs> let's let's do this. Let's Derek. You really need to go to the spring game with us. Are y'all going to the spring game? When is the spring game? It's it, whatever the announcement. Let's yeah. make let's April, go to the spring so. game. Okay. All right. You know what? I don't ever see. That's not a good time for me, man. Because my wife, she always wants to come, and I, it's not a good time. You know what? We have the the problems that you know we don't have. <laughs> wife and kids, huh? I've got a child. Yeah. But. No, I mean it's it's you know not, not that I don't like hanging out with my wife. I love my bride, but that's the time I want to chill with my boys, and and you know she takes care of me. So I, is let me let me rephrase that. If I ain't got to bring my children, I'm in. Well, that's I don't care if your kids come. It's not about you. you gotta he take care of them. He doesn't. You, he doesn't want to bring his kids. I'll just get drunk in the backseat of your car and sleep I'm, on the way back. <laughs> I was fifteen hours deep in football yesterday. Fifteen and a half hours deep because I don't have a wife and kids. Man, it was beautiful. <laughs> I was up twelve thirty watching games. There, there is a difference when Layla. When I have my daughter, you can't do it. It it changes the day. Like I have to get up in the morning. Um, you know, I, I get up and try to do something with her and make sure, you know, she's good. Like right. she's got time with dad mm-hmm. and we've hung out and did something usually involves spending money. Um, <laughs> you know, yes, dad, that's what it's all about. You know, cause on Sundays I'm obligated to be here. I've taken away from her time. The good thing is it's just a couple doors down, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's not super tough, but, um, you know, when you, when you take away, when she's here, I don't get to do the 15 hour Oh, it's so beautiful to do the fifteen hour. But days. when she's not here, it is it's, it's fifteen hours. It's nice to sit at noon, get up, get some stuff done, mop the floors, let the dog out, you know, wipe the boogers out of her eyes, and then um, and then sit down and just watch, watch football. Games. So that's my favorite thing. It's yeah. nice, man. Great year, man. Great year for us. Not our Mountaineers. They freaking. I mean, they were. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. Yeah. But crown them, crown them, <laughs> crown them, crown them with some barbecue and mid majors in Memphis. That's that's exactly where they they mid major. They need to be saying they need to play in that same league as Memphis. Well, that's hey, real quick. I mean, let's let's. I mean, I know we've gone fifty some minutes. But, that's all right. But we haven't dove. In. We weren't sitting there. No, we BSing were, about numbers and plays. Yeah. Uh, but so the the conference could totally be different next year. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You might have Texas and Oklahoma. Sub- I don't know if Oklahoma's going to submit that buyout now. <laughs> but I mean, but they might be they might be gone if they do that. But can Cincinnati, BYU, and those teams come in immediately? Because see, their conference obligations. It might. It, so I mean, but hey, man, that's what they have lawyers for. Yeah, I know Cincinnati would love to, and I know we would love for to have. Well, we would love to have them. But like you said, if if they decide to do that, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, which I don't think Oklahoma will, because they're going to be. They're gonna be they're gonna be terrible without their head coach. But I'm still kind of tripping on that. One time transfer rule. Does Caleb Williams quarterback Southern California or Oklahoma next year? Ooh. Ooh. I thought the same thing. He's from California. Oh, he, he, I'm almost positive he's from California. You you've opened up a whole new perspective. As 
I bet he quarterbacks Southern Cal next year. And then Rattler stays at And Oklahoma. I bet Rattler's gone, too. I bet they gotta bring, they'll bring they bring a new coach in, and he'll bring his quarterback from wherever he is. Well, it depends on who they get, you know. Yeah. They bring up uh, – I, I can't wait. I love the coaching – I love the off-season coaching carousel. I love that. It's terrible. Well, because you know so nobody's happy. going after your crazy coach in Michigan. With his crazy hey, I, all I heard was how he should be fired and everything, and here they sit at 11-1. and one. Who had them 11-1 and one this year? Nobody. I, I had them. I did. I didn't have them 11-1. and one. Well, I, I thought they was going. I thought they was actually be really good this year. I had them. I had them at seven and five. <laughs> Jeez! All right, kill yourself. All right, gentlemen. Thank you guys so much, uh, Justin. Thank you for the donuts, my man. Um, what else? What we have all the donuts. <laughs> so Derek didn't get in to get in get into his white Russians. I brought him some vodka and Kahlua and milk. If I start drinking that today, I may not stop till next Saturday night. <laughs> he's, he's on a high. But uh, I want to take this opportunity to say thank you guys to all the sponsors, to all the listeners. I know there's a lot of people that literally religiously download the show. We've gained a lot of new listeners this year. Thank you. Um, You know, it's a lot of fun to come in on Sundays and and um, and kick it around about college football just in general. Um, I I feel like I've got a really good group of guys here that that um, know West Virginia and know college football and and have some great perspective. And the good thing about. Uh, what we do here is none of us really see it. Uh, we're all see it different ways. So that's why we come back every Sunday and bring it. So uh, throughout the course of the spring, well, my next project is going to be, um, I'm going to start turning knobs for Billy Hahn here in the next few weeks. So I'll be doing Coach Hahn's show. Um, and then I'm going to, uh, I'll just kick kick out a few shows. We'll do some player interviews and, you know, some try to get you guys through spring and winter with some stuff I may call Darius Stills. And there's a couple guys I want to talk to uh, and just have some conversations with. So keep an eye out for those. But, again, we appreciate you guys downloading this Touchdown City podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you share it. And, again, we appreciate it. And hopefully we'll be back talking about a bowl victory in a few weeks. Again, if, if, if it's literally a whooping like we took against Utah a few years ago, we will not be back. <laughs> I'm not coming to talk about it. Thanks, that. everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you.